Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast, a part of JewishCoffeehouse.com, the show on where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca, your host. Welcome back to the second round of the comedy special in honor of Purim and Adar. We've been having really deep conversations around Purim and why so many adults don't connect to it and may even resent it. We can't cover everything here, obviously, so please do join us and participate in the lively WhatsApp conversation in the discussion group. The link is in the show notes. If you don't know how to get to show notes, you can always access it through my website, franciscacosman.com slash podcast. If you haven't noticed yet, my new obsession for this podcast is learning all about our shidduch system and what's wrong with it. I hope you listened to the earlier episode from this week because I did decide to take Leslie's advice from our last episode and tried to meet more people so I can attempt to make more shidduch suggestions. Imagine being able to introduce like-minded individuals because you're both listening to this podcast. You might have a lot more in common with someone else who likes this podcast too. So I'm offering Zoom calls to our listeners who are single so I can meet you and listen to you. Reach out to me via WhatsApp to schedule our call. Stick around until the end to hear some of the amazing stories that we curated through the Facebook group From Girl Problems, specifically for this episode. Now, have you been struggling with what to buy as a birthday or bat mitzvah gift for a young girl? I definitely recommend checking out this novel called The Prophetess. The Prophetess is a story about faith and sacrifice, promises kept through generations, and how through support of others, we can grow bigger than we ever believed we could be. Make sure to use code FRANCISCA for 10% off by going to growintoyourgifts.com and ordering your book right now. Next week, we launch into our LGBTQ series for about three weeks where we'll be going deep and uncensored. I can't wait to hear what the discussion's going to be like on the WhatsApp group. And just a little disclaimer, in this episode, we do have a few stories that are a little bit on the borderline of making people feel a little uncomfortable. So discretion is definitely advised. However, it can make for some great laughs. And of course, if you or anyone you know is thinking of launching a podcast, or is looking to monetize their podcast and can use some business coaching around that, please do make an introduction. You could also check out the link in the show notes to send them to my webpage directly, franciscacosman.com. Now, the music video should be going live tonight. So stay tuned, make sure you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook so you can get notified as soon as it's live. I hope you've been enjoying my long introductions, and here we go. Enjoy the show. We are on the show to bring some positivity and light to our listeners, because most of the time we're talking about the darkest, deepest, dirtiest things that we are ashamed of or we're trying to improve of in our communities. The taboo. Today, we are not taking off course by talking about the taboo because the dating scene, the dating world 
is just as taboo as any other issue and topic. But this one is dear to me and we will be focusing on more topics when it comes to singles and dating and the system and broken system and all of that. But today we're here just to have a light conversation and just to enjoy some of the hilarious and the moments you can't make up, the moments that make the best series on TV. The dating world is just the most humorous, probably. So today on the show, we have a volunteer who has been generous enough to dedicate her time today to share some of her more entertaining stories with us. So without any further ado, I hope this brings a little simcha to your udder. And here we go. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. This is quite exciting. And I think that my friends have told me for years, my dating life is a sitcom. So here's to hope that the pilot goes well. The first date I had after breaking up with a boyfriend for a long time, we were messaging back and forth. This was like a setup situation. And we decided we were going to meet up. And he first asked me, so have you heard of this little coffee place? It's called Starbucks. <laughs> like, yes, I, I have actually. Which one are you referring to? And he goes, oh, any of them, but we should go to a Starbucks. Okay, you know, which one is convenient for you? I'm happy to meet you. He goes, well, first you should know, I had my license suspended, so I can't drive. Do you mind picking me up? Okay, fine, no problem. Sure. So I go and pick him up, and I ask him, so where do you want to go? So, well, I thought we would drive around for a bit. Okay, well, you mentioned Starbucks. Should I aim towards the Starbucks? I know where a few are. He goes, no, let's see if we can find a bar. I'd rather just, you know, get a drink and hang out. I'm like, okay, it's fine. But don't be offended if I just get a pop or, you know, something instead because I'm driving and I don't feel comfortable drinking and driving. And he goes, come on, you can have one beer. Now, for you listeners out there, I am not the largest person in the world. I am 5'1". And tiny in demeanor um and i said look at you who is ginormous and now look at me do you think i can have a beer and drive home safely he goes oh you're so lame come on just have one i'm like okay i will go with you to this bar i will order a diet coke because that is what we're doing and he's like all right fine like i was ruining his evening so we go to the bar it's fine conversation is like i guess normal and then as we're driving back, as I drive him home, he starts telling me, by the way, I usually like to sleep on the right side of the bed. I hope you don't mind if you sleep on the left. It's just way I'm more comfortable when I move around. And I'm, at this point, my jaw has dropped. Thank you for t- telling me, like, this is information that was very important. <laughs> um, why don't I just take you home and let's talk about, you know, anything else? He's like, okay, I just wanted to be straightforward. So then I drop him off at his, you know, apartment building. And he says to me, you know, you should come up. I have the most beautiful views of this neighborhood. I said, no, you don't get out of my car. And that was the first date. <laughs> that was welcome to the world of being single and meeting people. That was right your on. first shidduch date ever? It was my no, first no, shidduch date no. ever. Got it. Would you like to tell us what your background is in orthodoxy? I am. I'm modern orthodox. Yes. I live in a quaint little community. I love its pieces. I do Shabbos Kesher the whole nine yards. It's great. I grew up more secular, but I've been Belshiba for maybe 
15 years now. It started like in college. Okay. And was there a second date? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. I do have a good story about a second date. This is another shit up situation. Um, I've said that this guy, first date, I thought it was kind of boring, but like interesting enough to allow for a second date. So second date, he comes and picks me up at my apartment. He's driving. <laughs> he has a license. This is already a step above, right? Like this is already moving in the right direction. Um, he comes and picks me up. And the first thing he says is, you know what? I just like can't stand. I'm like, no, what, what do you not like? He goes, I hate rabbis. Just all of them. They're all just so stupid. And they all just say things because they want you to believe them. And I'm like, that's really nice. But, you know, I have some friends who are rabbis. I have a rabbi. I know many a rabbi. He goes, yeah, but don't you just, like, get annoyed by all of them? And at this point, I'm like, all right, whatever. We go to this bar. And unfortunately, my stupidity, I could not remember his name after the first date. It just kind of left me and we were texting. I didn't say his number. So he was just a regular old number in my phone. Anyway, we get to the bar. Conversation's fine. I hear a lot of more judgment things coming out of him, which I'm not a huge fan of. I tend to like guys who have open minds. And his hatred towards rabbis was not that. So at the bar, when he was paying for the drinks, I was kind of like wiggling over to see if I can see his name on the credit card. If I couldn't get a good glimpse. So I said to him, I'm like, excuse me for a second. I'm going to be right back and go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom where, well, I went to the cashier. It was next to the bathroom. And I saw our waitress and I'm like, this is going to sound really weird. And I'm on a date with this guy. I don't know his name. Can you help me? She goes, don't worry. I got you. She came back to the table and she says, hey, this is going to sound so weird. But like your car did not run the right way. Um, can I have it back and, and run it again? And I'm sitting there, like, secretly dying on the inside, laughing so hard, but, like, so grateful for her to take this initiative and help me out. And the guy says, yeah, no problem, gives her the card. She goes back to the cash register, writes down his name, comes back to the table and kind of, like, slips it to me. Kind of like being in elementary school where you have a note slipping where the other person can't see. So she slips me this note, and lo and behold, we live in a Jewish world. What was his name? Ben. I could have guessed that. You didn't have doubts that it might be like his father's credit card or something. I didn't even think about that. Darn. Ben was enough for me. Not my proudest moment, I will admit. Um, If I don't tell this one, my friends will be very sad because this, I think, is their favorite first date story of mine. Um, I was talking to this guy who lived out of my state and he's fine. So he said, you know, we've been talking for a little while. Why don't you come visit me? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. So he books a ticket. I live in a major city and I'm coming up with ideas. Do you want to go to this museum? No, it doesn't sound fun. I don't really want to. Okay, well, you do X, Y, and Z for a living. There's a place that kind of highlights that. Do you want to go there? You might find it interesting. No, because I do it for a living. I want to do something something else. Okay. So, again, I, I live in a city. We have a lot of museums, thank God. He said no to all of them for one reason or other. The, the reasons were just very creative, but he turned them all down. And then he said, does your city have bowling? So I said, yes, we do a bowling. You know, here's an address for a bowling alley. 
what time do you land? He told me what time he landed. I said, great. Why don't you meet me there? Perfect. So I get to the bowling alley first because I know where it is. Um, he landed and met me at the alley. And all that he has with him is one backpack. Side note, he never told me when he was going to be leaving. He just told me that he booked his ticket to come visit. And I was like kind of asking him, do I need to set out, you know, overnight for you? Do you need, are you coming for Chavez? He's like, well, let's come. Let's see how it goes. Oh, okay. Like, that's really helpful for planning purposes. Fine. So we get to the bowling alley. He has one backpack. I said, all right, well, I was waiting for you to rent an alley. It looks like they're kind of busy. Um, but now you're here. Do you want to like go tell them that we're here and rent an alley? He goes, well, do you mind if I eat a little something first? I'm like, okay. No problem, for sure. He pulls out of his backpack a lunchbox, and he pulls out of his lunchbox one chicken salad sandwich. And we sit at a table, and I'm, how was your flight? Welcome to my city. You know, I'm so excited to show you around. And he's mm, 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 putting his one finger up, like, excuse me, I'm eating for mind kind of attitude. So... When he finished his sandwich, then we ended up, actually the bowling alleys were full because we wasted our time, slash he was hungry. Um, so instead, we played like bocce ball or whatever else the place had. I don't even remember, but it, it was fine. But to this day, my friends know him as chicken salad sandwich guy. And I knew at that point when he only brought one, I'm like, maybe you're not ready to date because you didn't even think about asking the person you were going to visit if she would like any, or if her city has kosher food, which by the way, my city has kosher food. <laughs> we could have gone to a restaurant. I could have brought him food. Anything else would have been practical and accessible, but we didn't get there. That's okay. He just wanted his one chicken salad sandwich that he brought from his hometown. Um, well, this <laughs> This is very funny. And I've been reading through the posts on Facebook. There were lots of similar stories, at least that I heard of, where the guy is caring about his own <laughs> eating mm-hmm. needs without considering that there's another person there who might want to join in that activity. Yes, yes. I have a friend who tells a story where she met up with a guy and he brought a carrot to Nimbalon. And like they're sitting in a park and having a nice date, more or less. And he's like, I'm hungry and pulls out a carrot. And she's like, um, what is happening right now? <laughs> I was talking to a guy from a, a state that's close to mine. This is another shit up situation. So he came to the city to meet me and it was really nice. Um, and we're sitting and eating lunch and it was delightful. And he gets a phone call that his sister happened to be in the same city that day. And she ended up in the hospital. Oh. So like, not funny, kind of sad. And he was like kind of worried about it, which she should be. His sister's in the hospital. He's like, do you mind if I go? I'm like, no, please. Like, this is legit. Go, go be with your sister. He goes, well, do you want to come with me and meet her? I think that that would just move us in the right direction. I was like, I appreciate the offer, but no offense. I think it's still a little too early to meet your sister. And especially if she's, in the hospital, I don't want to cause any strange emotions or who is this or she should be calm and be with her family. She doesn't need the first date of her brother. He's like, okay, I appreciate that. You know, go to the hospital. Great. Like, if there's anything you need, please let me know. 
And he says, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. Wonderful. So I get back home. This actually took place right before Pesach, like a couple of weeks before. This is important to the story. He ends up reaching out to me and says, you know, I, I'm so sorry we're here. They don't have a lot of food. Do you mind making something and bringing something for us? Like, okay, but, you know, it's right before Pesach. I don't have a ton of food in my apartment right now. I can make you some pasta. I can, like, put together, I don't know, a cheese sandwich for you. Something something basic. I, I don't have a ton of stuff in my freezer right now. I'm trying to make room. He goes, well, do you mind going to the grocery store and just buying some food for us? He said, do you want me to go to the grocery store? He said, yeah, if you wouldn't mind picking up some lunch, some dinner, um, and a bottle of orange juice, we would really appreciate it. This was pre-Instacart and pre-Uber Eats probably, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. This is pre-all of those things. Um, he, he just gave me a shopping list. And this is after one date. And I, I was willing to do it because, you know, he's, his sister's in the hospital. His head was probably all over the place also. But I went to the store and I bought just a ton of snack food, some bread, some deli, um, some desserts, and a whole thing of orange juice. And that was the end of that. Um, I just thought it was a little bizarre that he gave me a whole shopping list. But that's okay. You know, I wish, wish him well. I wish his sister was okay. Um, was there a second date to that one? Well, after he returned to the state that he was from, uh, we talked online a little bit. And he started asking me questions that I thought were, like, a little inappropriate. Like, he said to me, I noticed on the date you wore a skirt. Are you, like, a born-again Basiakov, or what's your story? I'm like, well, I wore a skirt because I was trying to look nice. It was a date. He said, well, like, but what does that mean about you? I'm like, it means I'm trying to look nice for my date. And it, he asked, like, other questions that were, you know, very pinpointed of, I noticed you did this. Does that mean that? I'm like, dude, it was just a couple of hours and he left. So nice guy. I wish him well. He's got a good job. So again, if any of the listeners are looking, I'm happy to sit and go on. I like how this Although, is turning into a little um, dating advertisement. This is a- I feel bad. These are good people too. You know, and they, they should find who they're looking for as well. No. Just because it didn't work out with me and I'm talking with, about them on a podcast doesn't mean that they deserve the best too. Right. Those are funny moments and it's usually, yeah, I'm not going to make any usuallys. I have no idea. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> In that case, you are very blessed. <laughs> no, but like, who knows? You could have a usually. It's not usually for everyone else. You know what I'm true. saying? So I'm not true. generalizing. True. True, true. I mean, I would like to say, thank God, I've had some normal dates, too. Don't think that these are the only dates I've been on and I'm a very, you know, picky, pinpointed person. I don't think that's the case at all. I just think that these are, like you said, you can't write them. This <laughs> is what it is. This is real life. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I had a date where I flew to um, a city for a guy and I didn't know where I was because I was in a new city and this guy we went out for a drink and oh my goodness my bad i forgot my wallet him said this not me so i had to pay for the drink and then he's like oh look you know i i, I forgot i have a party to go to tonight or, or some sort of excuse i get it it wasn't going that well he wanted to leave that's legit but i still had to pay for his drink and i didn't know how to get home so 
even if the date wasn't going well, like he could have been a mensch and offered to walk me back or I'll pay you later. I don't think Venmo was a thing at that time. Um, but like, let me know your address and I can pay you or, or, or we'll go out again. It's something else. But no, like I got him his beer and then I figured out how to get home. And you paid for your own flight probably to meet him. <laughs> yes. That's some side, side detail there. My detail. It's okay. Well, he got away with a lot. <laughs> a free date. Free drink. Yeah. You know what? Kudos to him. He figured it out. <laughs> He's no Tinder swimmer, but he figured it out. Oh, I was wondering if you would bring that up. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Although I thought, so it's fresh in the memory. Oh, my gosh. That was so upsetting for me to watch. And It I, was intense. I'll give you that. Especially when you said he didn't have his wallet, so he asked you to pay. And I'm like, there, there it is. Like, okay, well, go have somebody bring you your wallet. <laughs> or the guy who asked me to buy food for him, who, you know, his sister was in the hospital. I get it. Sometimes these things happen. But would I be willing to chalk up 10 grand to somebody who I just met? Hard past. Yeah. Even if they say they want to have my babies or like have babies with me, that's really nice. I don't think it's worth the risk of losing 10 grand. Sorry. Well, I don't think he would have reached out to someone like you then. I don't want to go into that right now. <laughs> that's fair. That's a whole other cast situation. It's a whole different, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, another one that I, if I ever do stand up, I think this is going to be the start of my stand up routine. Um, I went on a date with this guy and we go to a Middle Eastern restaurant and we don't talk about what we order. Um, and the waiter comes around and we order and he orders a thing of falafel balls for the table. Basically, it's five falafel balls and kumos. Ta-da, right? So the waiter first brings over the falafel balls and kumos and puts it on the table and it sits there. And I'm looking at the this is where my stand-up comedy comes in. And if anybody doesn't like crude language, turn it off. Um, they, they're just sitting there on the table. And I'm like, all right, do I reach over and grab his ball? Do I ask him if I can take them? But meanwhile, his balls are just sitting on the table. And I don't know what to do at this point. Like, what is the correct, you know, mannerisms? <laughs> Having them there. I'm like, do I ask? Do I just take? Is it for both of us? Did he order for himself? Because he did not touch these walkables at all, right? They're kind of just sitting there. Anyway, then the waiter brings over our food. We're talking, having a date, as one does when you're at a restaurant and it's called a date. And afterwards, the balls are still on the table, have not been touched. And the date says, can you take the, can you wrap these up in a to-go bag, please? Thank you very much. And the waiter does, which which is very nice of him. But I'm sitting there thinking, now they're cold. Were, were they again for both of us? Was Did he want them for later? Like, I don't understand why his balls were just on the table. It just <laughs> never occurred Was to he me. Is he Israeli or Sparty? Uh, no, neither. No, sorry. I don't know if that makes it more disappointing or less. <laughs> no, I don't know. There, There is this cultural aspect of ordering for the table, even if no one eats it. At least there's something for the table. To the best know. of my knowledge, he's as Ashkenazi as they come. Great story. That, that's Balafa Bull's guy. 
I had a date that didn't revolve around food where um, he said that he was going to take me to a fun location and then ended up driving with me and kept driving. And at one point, I'm like, all right, this is where I'm murdered. Um, he took me to a place that was 40 plus minutes away. And when we got there, he goes, this is my favorite place to play pool. I'm like, you took me to a place that's 40 minutes away to play pool. There's other places closer to us that we could go. He goes, yeah, but I wanted to go further so we can spend more time together. I'm like, okay, that's kind of sweet. And then I said, so what? Why pool? Like, there, there are many things we can do. And also, why didn't you tell me? Thinking that you were going to murder me as we drove here. Did you ask and he didn't tell you? He was like, it's going to be a surprise. Something of a serial killer or a murderer says, probably. Very, that's very comforting. And I'm <laughs> just glad it survived. Do I need to say go out or Shabbos? <laughs> so he takes me to a place to be pool. I ask him, you know, the street, I like pool. Just curious, but how come pool? How come this place? He goes, I like to see the competitiveness of the girls who I go on dates with. I like to see, are you going to yell at me? Are you competitive? Are you casual? Do you have any, like, eye-hand coordination? I'm like, and you can tell all this from pool, you know? Shkaya, I'm thinking about all this. That's, that's pretty intense. Fine. We ended up going out a couple of times after, and there was one day that I actually had a couple of friends coming in town, two of which from Israel, and I really, really wanted to see him, and this guy wanted to go out again, and I'm like, listen, my best friends are coming to town. Why don't you come and meet them? Why don't we all hang out and get to know them? And by getting to know them, you'll get to know me a little bit more. Um, and he's like, okay, sounds fine. We end up going bowling. Jumping back to the other story, there's a little connection right there. We end up going bowling. And after the bowling, um, I asked them, so what'd you think of my friends? Did you have fun? Side note, I like to have fun in life. And I like to just be silly. So there was music playing and I was dancing and I was just, you know, having a good time as we were bowling. So fast forward again. I said, what did you think of the bowling? He said, well, let me just say this. When I go bowling, I bowl. I don't dance. Said, okay, yeah, I was just having fun. Trust me, I have no rhythm. You saw that. I was just having a grand old time. It wasn't, you know, about the dancing. It was just being me and having fun. He goes, you asked me to go bowling. Yes, you did throw the ball, but that was not bowling. You were dancing. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What do I see to that? <laughs> I can get into the pandemic ones, which have been a whole nother ball game. Um, like, for instance, I, I was set up with someone because pandemic, there's no borders anymore, right? Like, there's no such thing as long distance because everything is long distance. You can't even meet the person down the hall because you can't be with any other human being, right? So I was set up with someone from another country. And we were talking a little bit. I got very strange vibes from him. He was saying some stuff like, you know why there's COVID in the world, which is never a good thing to hear from someone. Yeah. I'm not even going to say his reasoning because I found it to be very offensive. And I didn't agree with it because I found it to be so offensive. But he pinned COVID on a certain type of people. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, I was trying to keep an open mind and keep talking to him. And then he says to me, would you mind sending me a few things? This is over text, by the way. We only talked on the phone at one point before this. And then we were like texting a little bit. So he says to me, do you mind sending a few things? 
Like, okay, what are you looking for? He says, a baseball cap from the city that you're from. Like, okay, I mean, sure. And, and then he adds, and frozen Wagyu and frozen Toro. Do you know what Wagyu is? Can you print it frozen and send it to me? We don't get it in my country. Like, well, I can't promise I would find it and send it to you, but I could look for it. He goes, and I also want a sushi burrito. I said, a sushi burrito? He goes, yeah, we don't have those in our country, but you have them. So can you send it to me? I said, oh, you're so funny. You're going to have like a really bad stomach ache, and then it's going to be my fault because I sent you a sushi burrito across an ocean. He goes, no, just, just send it. And do you mind also including some baseball equipment? Baseball's not a big sport, I asked. That, oh, this, this is getting to be a very uh, big mailing. He goes, and can you also include a baseball hat from the, the basketball team of your city? <laughs> and also, can you get a cigar box that says your city on or like, collect them? And at that point, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a tall order. I, I don't know if I can fit all this in a box, like kind of flirty, kind of funny. He goes, figure it out, because these are the things that I want. I'm like, okay. Um, Thank you very much. Good luck with everything. That's how you ended it? Pretty much. I ended up emailing the shotgun who set us up saying, thank you very much. He is a very demanding person and has very bizarre requests. Good luck to him. So that was that, was that story. Um, pandemic just opened up the world to like a whole new bunch of interesting dating experiences. I was talking to this guy really nice guy i actually really really liked him like the conversation was great i get an email from the shut hun after saying you know he really liked you but the lighting on zoom was not really attractive here are some ring lights that you can buy off amazon for your next dates so i said to her is he not willing to talk with me again because the lighting on zoom she goes, yes, he found the lighting to be very unattractive. He thought you were pretty, but he, he just didn't like your setup. I strongly recommend getting a ring light and trying your makeup a little differently. It was, uh, it was definitely a new type of way to be rejected. Um, it was very bizarre. And I never spoke with him again because he didn't like my lighting. But you know what? If that's what he's looking for in a relationship, good luck. <laughs> um. There was another guy who I was talking to who, uh, so I happen to have an EMT background. So I, I know, you know, how to respond to some emergencies. And this guy, I think he was trying to impress me. He goes, oh, you respond to, I know how to cure a heart attack. And I'm like, really? Please teach me because I must have slept through that chapter. He goes, yeah, 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 I know how to cure a heart attack. If somebody has a heart attack, you just give them nitro. And you just give them nitro? What do you mean you just give it to them? He goes, yeah, if they say they have chepospine, you just hand it to them and they take it. I said, are you, nitro, are you talking about the 0.4 milligrams of nitro that you give sublingually? He goes, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You just give them nitro. So wait, do you? Don't you check their blood pressure first to see if they have a systolic blood pressure of 100 or more because otherwise they crash? He goes, you don't know what you're talking about. Stop reading into this. If they have chest pain, you just give them nitro. Why is this so hard to understand? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, like, <laughs> my bad. 
Um, he then mentioned he knew how to cure some other things, to which his methods of curing was by massage. And I appreciate his level of confidence and mission and admiration. Um, but I don't think you can necessarily massage a heart attack out of somebody. I've never seen that done, but if he can do it, a bathing, then he, he should teach Elan classes. He also said that garlic cures COVID. And that's why garlic was selling off the shelves for a while because people found this out and wanted to be cured. Um, he was interesting. He was interesting. I've heard, I've heard something about onions. Oh, he didn't mention that. Oh yeah. man. That's I should I should call him back and tell them. <laughs> um doing those speed dating events online. Um I was doing a speed dating event and it was an older guy, um, much older than me. And a woman walks behind him and he says to me, Oh, you see this woman? And he points behind him. I said, Yeah. He goes, That's your future sister-in-law. Introduce yourself. You guys should get to know each other. I said, wait, wait, wait. We only have four minutes in this little time slot. I want to get to know you. He goes, you already need to know enough about me. Just accept yes. We're going to get married. And this is going to be your future sister. Huh, huh, huh. And I said, oh, okay. I appreciate the vote of confidence. But why don't you tell me what you do? He goes, no, 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 no. We're already done. This is it. Just hit yes. This is your sister-in-law. Nice, nice for you to be acquainted. And then the time ended and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Thank you. How do you know he may have done that to everyone else on that at that event? Actually, I have a few friends who've gone to similar types of events and we've all talked about this guy. Okay, so he does that. He yeah, proposes we, to uh, everyone. <laughs> proposes to everyone. I'm not special. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um... There's been a couple of guys who, like, I've shared, and I use this in air quotes, um, between other friends, where we're talking, and, oh, I was set up with this guy from Place, and he uh, does this for a living, and, like, three other people say, oh, yeah, I was set up with him, too, and I talked with him. So there's been a lot of sharing and sharing of stories between, between you know, my girlfriends and I. For sure. Mm-hmm. There was one guy, for example, who I was set up with first. I thought he had an anger problem because he was angry each time I talked with him. Then he was set up with another friend, and she found him to be the most boring guy in the universe and said it wasn't going to work because she could not talk with him with straight face. And then he was set up with a third friend, and she really, really liked him. She's like, he's so nice, and he's really creative. And then he ended up saying no to her, and she was pretty upset, uh, which we all felt bad for. But it was just funny because all three of us got different sides of him. And it was the same person. We figured that out. We, we put the pieces together. We looked at pictures of the same guy. But we all had very different personalities that we got out of him. Very so, interesting. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of sherry, I guess. Um, Again, also with stories, like I mentioned, the carrot story. That was a thing. Um, she and I also actually bonded over another guy who um, he made fun of her education. And she's a brilliant person. She has a doctorate, medical doctor. It, she's very, very smart. He made fun of her for that. 
he also would tell me things like, oh, I'm so excited to meet you because I like small girls. Right. You're, you just cringed at that. That is accurate and exactly how I responded. You cannot respond anything other than a oof. <laughs> See, I'm so glad that you're enjoying these. Like I said, I need to write a book one day or have a sitcom because these are funny, I guess. At least I can laugh at them now. After the beats happen, exactly. I sit down. Right. After the beats happen, I put my hand and like face call my forehead and be like, what the heck just happened? What is this? How is this my life? And I'm, I'm upset a little bit because like, okay, like I'm trying to date, I'm trying to meet the right person. I want to get there. This is just another person to work off the list. This is just another one who's not it. Okay. That leads me to whittle down to the right one, whoever it may be one day. Amen. Yes. It's just going to make you upset and you're not going to push yourself. You have to push yourself. So right. for anybody who's, who's single and out there, I hear you. It stinks. Push yourself because we're going to do that. We're going to find that person. Preferably different ones for you and I, please. <laughs> Any yeah, closing remarks? Any closing remarks? I would say to those who are looking, I know that this is a funny podcast and we're here to touch on light subjects and dating can be a hard subject, but it also has its moments. Just got to laugh. As hard as it is, as crazy as it is, just got to laugh and be yourself and smile. And probably that doesn't mean much coming from me because I am single also and it hasn't worked to thus far, but I'm not giving up. Oh, very inspiring. And I wish we could get some of the stories from the Facebook post onto here, but I feel like I wouldn't narrate them in a funny enough way. <laughs> I will say some of those responses that were to that post, wow, these women are incredible to put up with such ridiculousness. <laughs> they're validated. They're like, validated. Some of these stories, I was reading them. My jaw was on the floor. Would you like to read some of them here? I don't know if I can do them justice as what these women went through. Uh, they're not coming on. So if you'd like to choose and read them. Okay. Guy told me he killed his neighbor's cat. Perfect. There are like new ones. I haven't checked in like two days. But here we go. 196 comments, by the way. Yes. Lots, lots and lots of activity on that. Yes. This one had a lot of traction. So cold walker road. <laughs> so we could get them onto here. But we'll we'll just pick a few. Yes. This is a good one. On the way back from the date when his phone rang, he answered it on speaker before the Tuesdays, and it was a friend asking how the date went. He said, it was nice, but she totally wasn't worth what I spent. She was sitting right there. Lots of comments on that one, right? Yes. It got 36 emojis and a handful of comments of, oh my God, how could he have said that? The time I had a video date and I could tell he was surfing the web in the reflection of his glasses. <laughs> that is classic. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of women have been through that. Good I don't wear glasses during my podcast. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so that way I can't see what you're stalking. Beautiful. Well, I'm going through the Facebook post now, so I can't really uh, hide that. 
True, true. I am going through them as well. Oh, this one got 38 likes. This is somebody else's story. I was once supposed to have a date with a guy I met online. We agreed to a time and place. I was really not, air quotes, feeling it. And I, I was going to cancel, but my friend convinced me to go. Because why not? So I go, and there's a good guy sitting at the table, and he gets up and walks in and says, are you person? And I said, yes. Who are you person? I see the person's picture, so I knew it was not him. Um, okay, couldn't you call me and tell me yourself you didn't want to go? He sent you all the way from here, from place. Basically, he was not excited to be there, and it was not the right person. Kind of a jerky move. Oh, this is a woman who said, when I met him, he looked like Elvis when he ate too many burgers. I don't even know what that means, but I appreciate the humor in it. Oh, this is good. I say I'm hungry and pick up a menu. He looks nervous. I ask if he wants to order anything. He says, no, I ate at my mom's. At least he said my mom's and not at home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but also, if you're going out to eat, be hungry, darn it. Okay, oh, this, this one has 51. I went out on a first date ever at a local park while sitting chatting at a park table at night. I felt a few mosquito-type bites, not actually looking. Ended up being redback spider bites that Oof. went undiagnosed for 48 hours and in ICU fighting for my life. The date was totally worth it. 17 years of marriage, six beautiful children, and an epic journey. That's beautiful. I'm sorry she ended up on the ICU <sighs> and I'm glad she's better, but dear lord. <laughs> Skype first date when he asked me to stand up in front of the camera and do a little spin for him. I also like this one. My husband handed me a file folder on our first date. He told me this is everything he was allergic to. Yeah, I saw some responses to that saying how that's totally normal for people who are allergic to everything. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of cute. I, I give them, you know, props for being upfront and please don't kill me. <laughs> These are the things that would kill me. I like how one person posted once and then posted again with the caption another story so it's not just me that's full of stories no no and i think that's shown here by the number of people who've responded 39 more answers click to see more wow i don't know i just want to give all these women a hug i know Ooh, this is this is classy this is a post uh, somebody said, when a guy kept talking about his ex-wife on the date and kept calling her his wife. <laughs> I actually had a guy who, for lack of better words, stalked me. That sounds really full of myself. That's not the word I want. Bear with me. Anyway, he found out my number and he tells me that he heard about me and he wants to get to know me and he wants to date me. But just so he's up front, um, he's currently being separated from his wife, but they've been separated for a while. The divorce just isn't finalized yet. Uh, but don't worry, he sleeps on the couch and she sleeps in the bed, so it's fine. So if I come over and hang out and we have a date and she's there, it's fine. Just because the divorce isn't finalized, they're still separated. Would think. My sister dated a guy who asked her if she ever dissected animals. She said yes, frogs in school. He said he dissected squirrels. She said, you dissected squirrels in school? He said, no, in my backyard. <laughs> That's horrifying. Oh, this one. This one's great. I like this one, too. Was supposed to have a Skype date with the guy, first one. But I got a cold and completely lost my voice. So I asked if we can reschedule. We were in the midst of trying to find a new time when he stopped responding. 
The next day, I saw an announcement on Facebook that a friend of a friend was engaged. The guy who had been planning the first date with me the day before. So the guy she was supposed to talk with got engaged. Got engaged. The guy who took me to New York City and told me he couldn't find any kosher restaurants to go to. The guy who finally came to pick me up at midnight. The creepy guy who warned me not to fall asleep in the car or he would take me to a cabin far away. Creepy. The time I was at a hotel at a firm professional event and one of the men came over to me asking me if I remember him from our date. He had me stumped and embarrassed until I figured out he was playing me. The guy who told me about the time he was in on the toilet when an earthquake struck. Oh, I have had little questions that I don't want to know the Damn. answers to. The guy who brought me a box of chocolates, which he ate on the way to pick me up. He gave me the box of chocolates without the chocolate. I guess it's the thought that counts. Oh. Then a comment. My niece did that too, but she was two. <laughs> I don't think any better comic could have been written. That's perfect. <laughs> Somebody posted the YouTube video from a million years ago of things not to say on a shit-off date. So true. Went on a first date to an arcade. A guy got the tokens, gave me half of them, and said, see you later. At least the guy who took me to play pool allowed me to play pool with him. <laughs> you see, there's always something to be grateful for. Exactly. There's always a silver lining. A little. It'd be kind of fun to have a head full of tokens to go play. <laughs> Here's a similar to your story. A guy who was a professional bowler took me bowling without telling me he was a pro and then was actually angry at me for not being a star bowler. Special. Very special. Okay, here's one that's a little inappropriate, but I like it. Was on a second date. I excused myself to go use the bathroom. And when I was changing my tampon, it fell into the toilet. I had nothing else with me, and to top it all off, I was wearing a white skirt. I ended up waiting for someone to come into the bathroom and then ask them if they had a, a pad or a tampon. It took many tries, but I finally got a pad from someone. I ended up coming out 15 minutes later. It was so embarrassing. He ended up taking me home a few minutes later. I never heard back from him again. Damn. I feel bad for her, and that's a bad, deep story. Fortunately or unfortunately, it's not bad on the guy. Because, like, I don't know, I would feel a little weird if my date went to the bathroom for that long and I didn't know why. Would you share that story to say, oh, my gosh, you don't know what just happened to me? <laughs> On a first date? <laughs> well, I think if there was a boy's version of this podcast, it would probably end up there. <laughs> You'll never guess what happened to me. I was on a date with this girl. And she had an issue with her tampon, and she was in the bathroom for hours, and she told me about it. You're right. <laughs> he talked about dumping bodies in the East River and then sang himself happy birthday at the restaurant over a piece of cake. <laughs> that guy needs some clinical help. During conversation on a first date, the guy says to me, Jewish girls aren't pretty. <laughs> Guy took me to a pizza place on our first date. He made me split the bill. He introduced me as his girlfriend when a bunch of his friends walked into the pizza shop and made an embarrassingly big deal out of seeing us there. He ended the meal with stains all over her shirt and then was stupefied that I not only declined a second date, but even declined dessert. I will say there is one post on here that like somebody said, I have PTSD for my dating life. 
I'm sorry to hear that. And I hope you're very happy in your married life. I think we did a good job covering a lot of it. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It was great. I'm so okay. happy we did it. I'm happy to help. This was fun. Perfect. Thank you. And good luck with everything. I hope you find your Bashar very soon. Amen. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything and amazing podcast. Thank you so much for sticking around until the end, France Dance. I really do appreciate it. I am wishing you an Afrilichem Purim. I hope these episodes brought a little joy and laughter to your day, even though lots has been going on in the world. Of course, a friendly reminder, I am a podcast success coach. I help people launch podcasts in just one day, also help podcasters and artpreneurs monetize their podcasts, their brands. And if you do enjoy the show, I highly recommend you go check out some other podcasts on jewishcoffeehouse.com. Check out the backlog for this podcast and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another episode. People ask me all the time, how can we support the show? Well, of course you can write a review, five-star review, but the best way to help us grow is by referring this podcast to other people. So telling other people, spreading the word and getting more people hooked on the show and participating in these conversations and topics. So excited for the new music video tonight and have a beautiful Purim and rest of your week. See you next week. <laughs>